Win stacks of cash by entering the 150K Crack the Code giveaway. Brought to you by your local paper, now through July 14th. Look for the code on page A2. Then visit 150kgiveaway.com and submit your entry. You could win the grand prize of $100,000. Grab the paper every day. Get the code on page 2A and improve your chances to win tons of weekly cash prizes. Visit 150kgiveaway.com for details. Folks, welcome to the Cape Cod Fun Show, the show that's all about having the most fun possible in the most beautiful place on earth. My name is Eric Williams, and Mung is here, and Greg is here. Hello. And fellas, we journey into our 50th, count them, 50th podcast in the run of this esteemed program Yay. dating that way back fantastic. to the 1950s. It's so nice to be back here with our 50th show. Everyone's so, I'm so excited surprised. in the studio. I'm, I'm so surprised it's actually lasted this long. It seems so much longer. The agony, <laughs> the problems, the backfighting, the actual physical fights behind the scene. Sure, we present a jolly trio. <laughs> oh, good point. Love you. But really, once the mics go off, the vitriol and bile spews like old faithful. The boxing gloves 50. come out. Wow, I only feel 25. Let's try to get through yet another show. Here's the new and improved show rundown. We got a lot this week, as you know. June is popping like popcorn everywhere. The events, the fun, the sun, the final almost return of summer. We'll be talking about the big Father's Day car show in Hyannis, and it is a big one. We have a story on the delicious Amy's Bakery of Osterville going to a new location in that swanky village of Osterville. What else do we have? Oh, it's the Provincetown Film Festival. Mung, you'll be discovered. That'll be exciting. <laughs> we got a blue lobster at Arnold's. A blue lobster. They're rare. They're crazy. Wow. They're beautiful. We have a thin chowder discovery by Mung, who's out there always. Oh. Like the Sherlock Holmes of chowder inspecting theorizing, rejecting wrong theories and slurping up chowder, dribbling it down his chin, Greg. Where's my Watson? It's like Watson? a sprinkler system. He's dripping, boing. There it is right there. We have the Walk of the Week, which is Kent's Point in Orleans. And if we get to it, we got a strawberry festival for you. Oh, my God. But first, let's check the all-important Cape and Islands weather forecast. Finally, finally, the big power of the world upstairs, the weather god goddess thing rock, who knows, is tweaking up the temperature a bit for Saturday. That's going to be June 15th, I believe. Sunday with a high near 71. That sounds nice. And for Sunday, chance of showers, but partly sunny with a high near 70. And finally, we are getting into it. Your tides, and now they become important. Oh, you, yeah. still, you guys used to oh, laugh at yeah, me. I know, I know. Who cares? I'm sitting here in the wintertime. I'm talking about high, in high and low tide. And you're I like, Who, who's going out on a boat? Yeah. Who's going out for a beach walk? What are they doing? And I stuck with the tides. And now they are rewarding all of us for Saturday, June 15th. You've got a high tide around 1046. A nice plump high tide for the belly of the day. And then an afternoon low tide at 458. Well, that's about 5 o'clock on Saturday. Add an hour to it for Sunday, and I like the way that looks. That means swimming. 
Swimming is going on. I was in Long Pond this weekend in Wellfleet, still working the pond thing. But I did notice the water temperature had risen to the point where on a maybe 69-degree day, the water almost felt warmer than the air. And so you wanted to stay in the water because it was kind of breezy. Yeah, yeah. So it was one of those deals. So that's a changing environment from the run into the water and run out screaming. Yeah. So I've been in. I was out in my little sailboat with the umbrella sail going (laughs) all across Long Pond like a water bug. And then we played football in the water. Mm -hmm. So we were getting back to basic water activity. And Mung, I know you are out there and you are moist at all times. I think you have to stay moist. Oh, I must stay moist. He'll crack. I have, I have someone following me around with a uh, spray bottle at all times. That's nice. Uh, <laughs> what's in that bottle? Is that just water or is it a special sort of you, concoction? You know, you don't have to ask. Of course, it's gravy. Oh, oh my God. Hydrated gravy? <laughs> now, is that like a beef gravy? A pork gravy? Is it a mix? Is it... Uh, yes. Is that why people is yes to all. come up to you and like rub biscuits on you? Why do they do that all day, Greg? How do you how do you, how do you get it so thin? To, yeah, how do you to, manage to get it through the, the viscosity of the gravy? Exactly, viscosity. How I do you think do that? It, it would clog the sort of sprayer part. Well, with my with chunk. my skin baster, of course. <laughs> You have a skin baster. Yes, it injects it right in. So it's not just a, like a spray; it's also you're actually basted by mm-hmm. a servant. Mm-hmm. What's your servant's name? Hans Ed- Eduardo. Eduardo the baster. Eduardo the baster. That, that's Eduardo I the I, baster. I, I think I know him. Man, oh, yeah, yeah. I, he was on fire because I needed to get into the water this weekend because I haven't been in at all. I had predicted that week three of June would be my first swim, but nay, nay. Here's why I was able to get into the water this past weekend. We had two, count them two, days in the 70s and sunny. So that immediately accelerated the water temperature warming by, it seemed like, a a few degrees. Last week it was like in the low 60s. I bet when I went into Craigville Beach for about an hour. That's a lot. Um, it was awesome. Um, I would say it was about in the mid 60s. It was perfect. Um, I stayed around the shallows, which was even a little more warm. Less water for the uh, sun to heat up, so it was nice and warm. And then I skipped over to Joshua's Pond in Osterville for a late afternoon swim. Another hour in there, and it was so great. I even brought out the snorkel. June may be the new September. Now, I'm wondering, has it reached a temperature that's warm enough for you to molt? Or do you actually need <laughs> just a little bit more in terms of uh, water temperature? Um, maybe a couple more weeks, a couple more degrees, and then I can molt like a, like Gizmo and, and the Gremlins. And how long does that process take, and what goes on during that process? Uh, 28 to 48 hours, and just little balls of little mungs just pop out of my skin. Yeah, just like the Gremlins. So oh. it's like a reproduction thing, too, not just a shell shedding? That's right. Reproduction. More mungs in the water, the better. Oh, boy. Except for, for anyone else who uses the water. Goodness. Uh, it's I like feel sea monkeys. <laughs> I feel sorry for all the other people on the yeah. beach that have to, like, watch this horror. I mean... Uh, uh, oddly, so, there weren't a ton of people. So, I was like, where is everybody? It's like 70 on the So back the to... But when you molt, when you are oh, out dear. of your old shell, are you then, like, very sort of uh, uh, open to attack? Are you very sort of gelatinous? Yeah, and- it's kind of like the predator. 
Oh my! Yeah, it's kind of rough. That's, that's, that's ah, it's so you're so jiggly. So, so your skin feels all sort of like alive, like you. Oh, but he's got no protective shell I, at that I, point. I, well, that's 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 I what I'm, that's what I'm alive. He's all jiggly. Right. So he's all like. <laughs> uh. I couldn't have felt more alive in the ocean and the pond. This uh, he's this, exposed. Uh, right. He's, he's, he's well, vulnerable. So Mung and I go swimming because we are swimming veterans and we always go swimming. Mm-hmm. And I shudder to even ask Greg if uh. you've done anything. Uh. In the last week, I, I hate to limit it to swimming because the things that you do are a small handful. Have you been swimming? No. See, I told you, Monk. What? I was I was going to uh. go. I was we I was gonna go Friday, and then uh, something happened. Oh no! I think I had to, I had to work. Oh, I had to work. work. Right. I, took, I took a nap. Boo. My schedule's changed. Oh yeah, I can't. man. Okay. This this week, I, I feel very confident. Very very confident that I'm going to get in. So you're like the boy in the bubble, Greg. That's what it comes down to. You go home, you zip yourself into a hyperbaric room, and you watch television and eat a TV dinner. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I you know. Sometimes go out in my yard and look at my tomatoes. Ooh. Be careful. Uh, Be careful. Uh, there's all uh, sorts of bugs and things uh, out there. Yeah. But there's a lot going on this week. Guys, so, you love cars, right? What's oh. your dream car, Mung? Oh, I need one of those uh, $2 million Bugattis. A Bugatti for yeah. Mung? We'll order one up. Greg, you can have any car in the world. Bring it to a car show. What do you want? I think, and I think they actually have this in uh, Sandwich at the Heritage. They have a Duesen, Duesen, Duesenberg, Duesenberg. That, that sounds about that right. It might be Gary Cooper's yes, exactly. Dusendorf. Oh, yeah. Duesenberg, Duesenberg. Yes, mm. yes. That's one of those long limos. Yes, that is a fabulous car. All right, I would take an El Camino. I have always loved the El Camino. It's half car, it's half truck. What's going on with that? El hmm. Camino, it's kind of square, though, isn't it? Like, like not hip? It's half car, it's half truck. I know, but it's, it's not, still hip. not It's not oh. hip. What do you think a low rider is? A low rider is like an El Camino. You put the dingle balls, you put those things that go in the back. Yeah, but does it, you go. Does it like rumble when you're in the... Oh, blah, blah, does blah, it rumble? Blah, 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 a deep, blah, 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 blah. deep sound coming from the center of the earth. The El Camino, the half car, half truck. I'd take a ranchero does if it, I had does it, to. Does it, does it peel out? Ranchero, go, that's like one of my favorite flavors of chips. Oh, boy. It's always coming back to the food, nacho experience food, of Mung. Food, always, all right. We all love cars, food. though. I mean, we love cars. Oh, yeah. Sure. And this is the big biggest maybe car show on the Cape Mm -hmm. all year. Mm -hmm. It's the Father's Day car show weekend coming up this weekend in Hyannis. More than 350 vintage cars. Wow. Dating back to 1921. We'll again line Main Street in Hyannis on Sunday as part of the Father's Day celebration. They're doing a bunch of other stuff too, (laughs) but the car show itself is on Sunday. From 8.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. on Main Street in Hyannis. I don't know if they closed the street down, Mung. Do you oh, know? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, so you've been to this? What's it like? I have. Good oh, it's a up. scene. It's packed, man. Mm. It's just not packed, man, the game. Like, it's packed, comma, waka, man. Waka, 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 um, waka. So people just, you know, get your families and friends, and they kind of migrate over the, to the different cars and take photos and selfies and things of all these vintage cars and talk to the owners of the vehicles. Who are proud people. Very proud. They're talking oh, yeah. about they, how they're packed. You know, they're how they got the passion for these cars. So it's really cool. Um, the do you couple, couple times to... I've been, it, it's been a nice day. Hmm. Uh, so it's really good to be out there on Main Street. Do you get I think to drive? live music and everything. No, you don't get to drive. As a matter of fact, it's <laughs> funny you mentioned that, Greg. I talked to a guy who's yeah. a car nut. And he's got this weird, almost night Rider-looking car. And I'm like, you going to the big show? He's like, no. 
I don't like people touching my car. <laughs> I was, I was uh, yes. worried about yeah, that. Yeah, there's probably like, a lot of hands on the car. Like smudges. That's and, the I fingerprint mean, crowd, he mm-hmm. says. I mean, imagine the amount of time that goes into, you know, getting it ready, getting it restored. So you just don't want people, like, spilling right. a frap on your hood. It no could way. ruin your turtle waxing. Yeah. Is, some that, little is that a kid thing? With, like, a jelly donut. Oh, yeah. Some kid <laughs> comes over and mushes some chocolate or like, down the windshield wiper place or, like, you yeah. know, who knows? I yeah. mean, yeah. melted Hershey bar? <laughs> that would ruin your car. Yeah, well, I don't, somebody I, I, gets in it with gum in their pocket or something. No, yeah. Gum would be oh, and stick it under the seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ah, right. <laughs> no, but really, we all love looking at these machines, mm. and I mean, we love fathers as well. We do. It's, it's Father's big, Day. Very yeah. exciting. I, I heard actually, the Elks Club, the Elks Lodge in East Ham, is having a breakfast on Sunday morning, and fathers eat free. Ooh. Oh. So you guys would have to kind of dig up those uh, kids you have in other states that you don't really talk about, because I don't know if you have any kids on Cape Cod. Uh, I don't like hmm. to talk about that. Yeah, Guam, was it, Greg? <laughs> don't you have an entire family that no one knows about in Guam? I will never, never, ever confess to that. What were you doing in Guam anyway? Uh, I was... You were in some kind of folk band or something? I was, or? Doing, I was doing some stuff, you know? You're doing some stuff in Guam. Oh, yeah. Guam. Yeah. Yeah. I have uh, 13,000 children, and they all ask for money. They all live in a, <laughs> they all live in a Petri dish in his glove compartment. <laughs> <laughs> That's the tough thing. <laughs> <laughs> they want money or protein <laughs> or kelp. Some ask for kelp. Oh, dear. Like the old Beatles song, Kelp Me If I Can, I'm Feeling Down. Yeah, so you guys should go to this Father's Day car show. That sounds nice. And also that breakfast, now that I mm-hmm. remember it, in East Ham, because they do a good breakfast at the Elks Lodge. They make nice pancakes. Do Fluffy. They? Do they? I once went to a, um, it was like a Father's Day breakfast at a fire station, and it was like their pancakes were made out of throw pillows. You almost couldn't bite through them. Do you mean they were they were too fluffy? No, mm. chewy. Like oh, oh, chewy. It was like chewing a pillow. How's that possible? Like, like a potholder. It was like chewing a potholder. So you're like trying to eat one and you're smiling at the firefighters like, oh my good grave. I've never had a pancake like that. By the end, like even even like old ladies and men were like just pouring syrup. They took the <laughs> lid off the syrup. They're just leaning back and pouring the syrup that, down their throat. That, that moisture that, that enables a- anything. to eat pancakes. I saw when someone stuck his head in a bird bath. I mean, it was crazy. The pancakes were so dry and chewy. But the ones at the Elks Lodge in East Ham this Sunday will be delicious. I've been to those breakfasts, and they are really good. Those guys and gals are pros up there, and we like cars. It may be the greatest thing civilization has ever done. Set people free in their own cars. You know, not a train. You got to go with other people. It's going to a station. It's a fixed destination. But what is great about America if cars aren't great? I'm going wherever I want to go. Beep, 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 yeah. A wooga. Maybe there'll be an awooga horn. And sometime in the future when everyone's in one of these little drone bee cars and everyone's being controlled by someone, we'll look back and lament the days of car freedom. When I would say, I'm going to Poughkeepsie, darn it. <laughs> and I would drive right to Poughkeepsie. That's freedom, my friends. That is freedom. Total control. Hmm, maybe I should uh, bring the snowy owl up and drive right, right up in there and be Your like, "Your car? It's a beautiful car. It's not a collector's true. item. I'm that's sorry. True. Oh, but it's pretty and white. It is a lovely vehicle. Speaking of lovely and vehicles that go right to your waistline, Mung, you have a report on Amy's Bakery. Heading for a new location in Osterville at 1254 Main Street, Osterville, A-M-I-E Bakery. What is this all about? 
We're so happy to bring this to Cape Cod Fun Show listeners because we have a pulse on the bakery buzz on Cape Cod. We know when their bakeries are opening, who's buzzing about it, and this week everyone is talking about Amy Bakery in Osterville. Yeah. Um, because they had a presence in downtown Osterville for a while, but they're since reopening now in a new, bigger location. Uh, they're offering cooking classes, but they just opened this week, and so I happen to be in there. You heard about this, and then what? You wake up at 4 a.m., you go down the Mung Pole. That's right. And you get into your I, Mung I, suit. I got, a, I got an alarm. And out you go, like Ghostbusters. Pastry alarm. Woo, 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 woo. The Mung Mobile. <laughs> no, I've been wanting to go this to, to this place for uh, weeks ever since I saw the sign outside, you know, opening soon. And I was like, when are you opening? It happened to be this Monday. Uh, this Monday. So I visited this week, and I was, uh, I was very impressed. Set the scene, Mung. Is it like beautiful, gleaming cases? Are there it smart? Is- Looking people sipping espresso. All of the above. You go in there. It's such a clean space. It's open. It's airy. It's like a French uh, style bakery. They have beautiful, uh, you know, croissants and things in the cases, and cookies and cupcakes and things. Ooh, and then wow. they also have like a like an area where you can eat sandwiches and have some coffee, and also festooned with all sorts of nice floral arrangements inside. Um, it was lovely. People were buzzing. They were handing out little. Samples of their homemade donuts. And so you grab um, the tray. Oh, of course. I didn't leave ran. some for anybody at all. I think someone brought in some of those donuts what? into the newsroom. I, correct? I heard as well. Mini donuts. And very speak, small. And speaking what do we of, have here, Oh, Mom? my. Oh, my. Speaking of, this is very exciting. Uh, a friend of the Cape Cod Fun Show, literally just within hours, brought us some treats from Amy Bakery. And we're going to have our first ever live tasting from a brand new bakery. We have several different treats. We don't know the official names of them, but we're going to dive in and tell you what these treats are all about. Let's start with Greg. Well, one thing I think we could work on is our presentation. Um, The Fun Show trough, I don't think is really made for these kind of fine pastries, but move over. (laughs) I'm in here. Get out of my way. Greg's trying some. What do you got, Greg? Greg, what is this thing? This is um, a rectangle shape. On the top It looks like a bar. Oh. Mm. Top is a frosting. It's white. It's delicious. Is it chocolatey? And, and there's this very thick layer of Should we what? know what these things are? I don't know what they're called. That you said hey, it was it's a, a square? It's a bar. Yeah, I'm okay. going to call it some sort of chocolate bar with it's some sort bar. of like, like graham cracker it's, it's or, a or layered, bottom or something. It's a layered bar. So you have so the, frosting, bar. the frosting on the top. This right. very thick, very dense layer of probably what? Like a quarter toothpaste? of an inch? It's like toothpaste. Yeah, that's a quarter of and an, an inch bottom, of chocolate. The bottom is... Mm. Is it like a graham cracker crust bottom? I don't know what it is. Hmm. That, wasn't that your nickname in high school? <laughs> uh. Graham cracker crust bottom? Mm. <laughs> anyway, you put these three <laughs> items together in one bar, and I have to say, this is like fantastic. Thumbs up for Greg. The, 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 the chocolate is so dense. It's like a dense brownie. All right, Ooh. so that that is a big win on item number one. Mung, yeah, what you have? Good. Mung, you have this mm. beautiful looking. I'm item. going classic here on this treat that was brought to me. I would say this is a classic mini cupcake, but it's like a, a delightful a rose petal um, frosting so design. Artful. So it is just artful. like a rose. I kind of don't 
don't want to eat it. It's it so is, beautiful. It's, it's it beautiful. does kind of look like a rose. I could pin this to my shirt, and people would want to take me to the prom or something. It's a work of art for a um, brief time till it's slid off. <laughs> and it is not a chocolate cupcake. It is a uh, like a, one of those golden cupcakes. So I'm going to try it now with this spoon here. Um, oh, you're going to use a spoon? This is a good Cloud amount. Of, classy. This is a good amount of frosting here, man. No hands. He's going in. He's got frosting. He's got cupcake. He's thinking. He's cogitating, and he's about we to report. A report. Oh, I love that. You know why? The frosting is silky smooth. I don't like traditional frosting that's like waxy or like plaster, where it's just like caked on there. This kind of like melts in your mouth if you can for frosting. And it's good uh, to have the light uh, goldeny cake as opposed to something super chocolatey with this mix of frosting. I say thumbs up. Mm. All right. I've got some kind of another bar shaped thing. It's higher than Greg's was. <laughs> Looks like there's about one, two, three, four, five. Five layers plus a chocolate ganache frosting. Ooh, la di da. And here we go. Yeah, yours is an interesting looking one, and I want to know what it tastes like. Yeah, what's in there? Mm. It's some kind of cafe au lait thing. Is it coffee mm. flavor? Oh, yeah. Like almost like a tiramisu like, type thing? Like coffee cream, oh. actual layers of cake. A tiramisu kind of and thing. And that uh, chocolate ganache. Thinly applied to the top. Oh, man. That's what, like, oh, man, like a coffee ice cream soda frap thing wants to be when it goes to college and then it goes on to grad school and finally gets its Ph.D. in deliciousness and sophistication. Wow. Boy, chocolate and coffee go so well together. That's like that's like a great rating. So you think it's one of the better, that is delicious. Better, better things you've had. And the aftertaste desserts. just continues the coffee chocolate parade, which talk about bosom buddies. Wow. Coffee and chocolate together again. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about Tom Hanks. Ah, Bosom Buddies, his television show. Um, what about and, Peter Scolari? He doesn't get the credit he, he deserves. He doesn't get the love. And it looks like you had like one sixteenth of that. Mm. Like, are you going to eat the rest of that? Monk, stay <laughs> away. I just tried it. We got to do a radio show I'm, here. I'm, 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 I'm currently trying to pull it away Put your hand back. Ah! <laughs> Why look, you, look, Eric over there is a bald what, eagle. Oh, what's that? <laughs> oh, someone took uh, my dessert. Aren't we lucky here at the Cape Cod Fun Show? Wow, like, we, we have arrived. Free, free treats like from, a hot, from a hot bakery? Thumbs up to Amy's in Osterville. Yeah, everyone needs to try it, but we hear it's like, because it's so new, it can get a little crowded, which is good for the business. But have a little patience, because... Patients and pastries go, go well like together. This, you wait in line, whether it's uh, PB Boulangerie uh, in South Wellfleet or Maison Bellat in downtown Falmouth. People queue up, and, and, mm-hmm. and it's worth it because you're getting the sophisticated beauty that it's hard to get anywhere else. Although I have to say, I dropped my daughter off this morning at 6 a.m. for her bus field trip to New York City, and on the way back, I stopped at Hole in One Donuts mm. in East Ham. Yeah. That cinnamon donut, man. I don't know. Was it good? Jeez, it's like there's nothing better except maybe one of these Amy's things that's like so, you know, beautifully presented. But there's some good donuts on Cape Cod. But that is an aside. It's nice that we're classing up the proceedings. Summer brings sophistication even to us. Mm-hmm. Even to you guys. In your overalls. Uh-huh. We'll take it. you like, hee-haw, hayseeds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys are going to get sophisticated in the summertime. And one of the events to really get swanky and cool and feel hip is to attend the Provincetown International Film Festival. 
It's the 21st annual film festival. More than 100 American and foreign narrative, documentary, and animated feature and short films being shown around town over five days. Filmmaker John Cameron Mitchell, who made Hedvig and The Angry Inch. Mm -hmm. I saw that. And actresses Judith Light and Jillian Bell. Author Casey Sherman will be among those receiving awards. Panel discussions, parties, and the fest's greatest star... Provincetown itself, which is like a movie set. That's true. It you is. walk around there, don't you feel like you're on a back lot somewhere of some cool art colony? You do. And yeah. It's so unique. You like, pinch yourself and boom. Like it's almost like unreal, but it's actually real. You look down the alley and you see like a boat bobbing mm. in the harbor and say, well, that's nice light. Totally. Mm-hmm. And that's why the artists came, Greg. Picturesque. You know, that's what they were seeking. Light. 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 The light. Yes, light. 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 light's beautiful. That's what's great about this festival is not only do you get to go see some of the premiere films that uh, that filmmakers are doing. You get to be in Provincetown doing this at the same time. It's going to be a nice weekend. You never know. Maybe you'll bump into Judith and Light. Judith you can Light talk about. Is, is she a celebrity? I've seen her on like uh, CSI oh, as yeah. a judge. She was in. Uh, uh, well, everyone knows Judith Light from the the great uh, television uh, comedy Who's the Boss? Ah, um, uh, the Tony Danza vehicle. Oh, that's right, that's right. She was good in that, though. She I was thought. good. Her. I didn't like Tony. I don't know. There isn't a she lot of love good. for, for Tony was, Danza. Apparently, it was, a, it was kind of a dopey oh, uh, show. Oh, Catherine Hellman was in that. Mona. Now, she, she, she was. Mona. She, she was very she skilled was a actress. Oh, yeah. Mona. Yeah, 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 yeah. And young Alyssa Milano. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <gasps> um. Yeah, and that, who's and the that boss? O- that other kid. That was an all right show. I don't know. Yeah. Who's the boss? And, but all sorts of movies. I was looking at the lineup. There's a documentary about Linda Ronstadt and her incredible voice and a million of other things. Uh, there's one where apparently a guy put a fixed camera on his litter box for 15 years and he shows it in wicked high speed. It only takes 20 minutes. Seriously? It's called The Deposit. Oh, You're dear. just making it up. Ah, come on! Um, <laughs> so, I would watch that. to raise cat awareness. Is, oh. is, is John Waters supposed to be there also? I don't know. I didn't see his name on the press <gasps> material, but uh, we oh. certainly would hope. He's a frequenter of Provincetown. You never know. He is. Started on Wednesday, so it runs through this weekend through Sunday. It's five days of revelry, film, and Provincetown joy. Ooh, and listen to this. If you can't make it up there, which is a shame, you can follow lots of great Provincetown Film Festival coverage with the Cape Cod Times. Plug, and, plug, yep, big plug. plug. And the plug, features section. Plug alert, We've plug. got our uh, features intern, Haley, uh, doing stories that will appear this Saturday and Sunday. Yep. Tim Miller, our film critic, will be tweeting on Friday and Saturday. And you know Tim has some good tweets. Follow him on Twitter, at Tim Miller Critic. And also you can follow Haley at, at underscore H-A-L-E-Y-A-N-N-N. So uh, hit them up. Check out the paper this weekend. And for all uh, sorts Greg will of, be uh, having a yard sale. If we're doing some plugs, you're having a yard uh, sale. I'll be out in the streets selling my stuff. That's your nightmare. Oh, I need to have old- your stuff outside <laughs> and people pawing through your stuff at your house. I need an old croquet set. I'll just go bother Greg. That just sounds great because this really is a lovely, sophisticated thing. Provincetown is the Paris of Cape Cod. Can we all agree? I agree. Wee oui, wee. Oui. I agree. What? What? All right, uh, we have other news. Uh, Blue Lobster news exploded on Cape Cod somewhat with a small explosion or more like a whoa. Uh, at Arnold's Lobster and Clam Bar in East Ham, certainly one of the uh, Mount Rushmore clam shacks on Cape Cod. Yep. Uh, Arnold's uh, Lobster and Clam Bar, Route 6, East Ham. They have a Blue Lobster, or at least had a Blue Lobster. We are unclear 
What's going on with the Blue Lobster? Have you heard any details among you or on this story? Um, I do know details about this story. Um, they are trying to find a home for this Blue Lobster Greg, in an aquarium. I'll take it. Can Greg have it? Um, well, how is it going to mix with the other colored lobsters that you have at your house? I do have a wide, wide collection right, of colored lobsters. Right, that purple lobster is going to get yeah, yeah. jealous. You're like yeah. some kind of Dr. Evil of captured colored lobsters, Greg. You have <laughs> got, a turquoise I a, one, I got a, a yellow one. one, I got a blue, you Sky know, blue, blue, pink, another chartreuse. Blue one. Yeah, yeah, red. <laughs> you got you one know. that looks like a ball of granola. I mean, you got all those colored lobsters. What, what do you plan to do? Is it somehow taking over the earth? What? Having all these lobsters. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, I, I've, I've got plenty of, you know, uh, c- containers, uh, aquariums. I, I, gotta, I have a big, my, my yard is just this big saltwater aquarium. Are you going to open like a lobster circus? It can, it can go in there with a starfish. Like the amazing I, Dr. I, I gotta, Greg's Lobsterama? Yeah. Something <laughs> like that? I got a starfish. I got a moray eel. Ooh. And they all like coexist in this big, happy, you know, that's saltfish, shocking. <laughs> saltfish, saltwater aquarium. Oh, that's incredible. Well, there's a blue lobster. I guess you could break into Arnold's after hours like Tom Cruise or something or I'm on to it. catch a thief. And you could suspend yourself from the ceiling into the mm. tank and sort through in the dark, hoping you get the blue one yeah. before the other ones gang up on you. And, yeah, I would, uh, I would head up to Ar- Arnold sooner than later if you want to see this. Maybe they have it in their tank. We certainly have a couple covered some blue lobsters in the past at Arnold's. Why, that's right, Mung. In our past, we have met Troy, a juvenile blue lobster that lost a claw while molting at the Woods Hole Aquarium. The good news, he grows it back. So, like, he could grow back his claw. We also met someone named Deacon Blue at the Lobster Trap in Bourne at one point. Mm-hmm. Did you remember Deacon Blue? I do remember That was Deacon a beautiful, Blue. that was maybe the most beautiful one. And then I ran into some guy, uh, an Orleans lobsterman, who had one that was kind of light blue. It was okay. That's when I learned there's a one in two million chance of a lobster being blue. One in two million. They're which, rare. Which is funny because that is rare, but we've seen, like, they come around every couple of years. It well, seems that's because the there's billions of people catching billions of lobster. That's, that's probably it. If there's you're, like, in so Davenport, Iowa, I right. mean, it's going to be rare to see a blue lobster. <laughs> you know, I mean, maybe you see, like, a, a blue gopher. Mm. Does that happen, Greg? No, just Are you one. eating your dessert still? Just red ones. <laughs> oh, I, love, I love it. Come on. He's stuffing his face with Amy's pastry. No, 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 no just, we, we just, need more bakery. Just red prairie oh, dogs. Oh, look at that. Seafood, seafood in Greg's mouth. <laughs> Talk um, about lobster and I see food. Well, speaking about more plugs, if you want to read more about the uh, the Blue Lobster at Arnold's, check out the Cape Cod Times, Thursday, June 13th edition. Well, there'll be more Blue Lobster content coming. We've had good times with them. They are, we've seen orange ones. Cal- calico. calico. I think the rarest one is the two-colored lobster. It went like right down the backbone. It's split in what half. What about the albino one? I was just going to say. Oh, yeah. that's did, a, that did thing's got to be rare. Did we see one of those? I don't think we've ever seen one. Mm. Do they exist? Yes. Mm. Yes, yes they, they do. do. Albino ones. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, we're deep into seafood right now. And uh, this is something that came up uh, because we often talk about this uh, in the office here. Chowder talk. And the world seems to be split into camps, and it's called thick chowder versus thin chowder. I know that I come in on thin chowder all the way, and I always thought that maybe PJ's uh, restaurant in Wellfleet had the thinnest that I know of, and certainly it's my favorite chowder of all time. But Mung was out there again, exploring the chowder situation all the way down along the Cape Cod Canal, Mung. What's going on with that? Oh, my God. And it has a massive celebrity connection. And the, I found uh, chowder really? that's so thin that you couldn't even see it. It was invisible chowder? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, I've never seen that. Beep, beep, beep. That's the noise for backing up. Like a little front-end loader. Beep, beep, beep. I'm backing up. 
So uh, let's get to the heart of this huh? story. Let's back up a couple weeks ago what? when we were on Twitter. Actually, maybe it was just last week. Or it was every day. June 6th, Henry Winkler sends out a tweet. And we know how much Heard we love... the world. We love the Fonz. Wow. Um, the Fon- anything the Fonz says, you need to immediately follow up and figure out what's going on because... Yeah. Craig, what does the Fonz say? Hey, uh... No. Hey, good again. Close. <laughs> what hey. Is- hey. Hey. Okay, hey. hey. Sorry, sorry. Hey. hey. I got part of it right. Um, and we, of course, know what Henry, Henry Winkler. What does the Fonz say? <laughs> we know Henry Winkler is in the... In, you know, he just hey. won, a, won a big award recently for... Um, he won the International Hay Award. Hey. For yeah. his role in Barry, which is an awesome HBO uh, series. So, Henry Winkler, top-notch <laughs> actor. So, anyway, he sends out this tweet. He says, This morning, I sit here in my... My office and I crave with crave spelled in all capitals and he puts a photo of the seafood shanty in Bourne whoa um, which, of course, as everyone knows, is on the Bourne uh, Scenic Highway. Very uh, busy hug, road. It hugs the Very canal. dangerous road. And you can see the Sagamore Bridge from their location, so it's a really mm. nice view. It's right near the parking lot where there's like, is there a visitor? I forget what there's bathrooms there. I know that much. Yes. And there's yes. like a yes. herring run. Yes. There's like yeah. a little... Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Nice so grounds. It's a, it's a cool spot. And then I was like, wait a minute, is the Fonz on the Cape? I, it didn't seem like he was there. It seemed like he was cra- had been there before right. and wow. had this intense we craving. We do have evidence of him, him being at at that restaurant like four or five years ago when he conducted the Pops by the Sea here? It must have been that, right? So he, has been, he has been there. He has oh. been there. So huh. I was like, after a beach excursion, I was like, what is so great about this place that the funds would have to tweet about it? So I hightailed it down to the canal area. And of co- I'm not the biggest fried seafood eater, but I do love chowder. So that's where you need to start when you're at a seafood shack, is to try their chowder. And this blew my mind. Ready? Um, and I appreciated this. The a counter person said before I even ordered my chowder she explained some things to me she said Uh-oh. this chowder is probably not like anything else you've <laughs> had it's homemade it's not made with clams no it's, de- it's definitely made, it's made some other kind of chowder <laughs> like those razor clams no no uh, this is a uh, homemade <laughs> with clams but she said it's super thin and they don't use a lot of cream so it's not going to have that that usual white look and it's definitely not going to be thick did you say at first no cream at all and then some milk or what was the oh and then she said no cream but we use a little milk so no cream um, and right. no flour, right? No, she said no, no flour. No flour, so, absolutely not. rules of the trade of right. chowder She's like, it does not get thickened with any flour. So it's very thin. Very thin. Because if you want it thick, exactly. you add those So, which was good because items. if I was a thick chowder fan and she didn't warn me, I would have been very upset about this. So it's good that they explain this to people before. But I'm a thin chowder fan, so I was like, of course, give me double. I want this chowder. So when it came to me, it, it had very little milk. It was almost literally like a clam soup. I'd never had anything like it. It was tasty, but definitely different um, than what you'd normally get at a, a, you know, a chowder that's popular on the Cape, like Captain Parker's and Yarmouth. And they had uh, uh, chunks of Yeah, very potatoes. chunky, which is good. Potatoes. Not a, not but a they lot weren't of potatoes. Too, there weren't a ton, but a perfect balance. Was there a buttery taste to it at all? It, it tasted a little buttery, but it definitely, you know, it was hot and steamy and so this delightful. Is light chowder. It was really light. Yeah. But, more, but it was more like more a soup. Soupy. Yeah, so I kind of liked and it. And what color was the broth? It was, uh, I don't know, it was almost, it was almost clearish. 
Wow. Um, that sounds that's very, thin. very different. Very uh, different. And, uh, like a clearish white because of the little milk that they did yeah, say yeah, that yeah. They, they did add to it. But it was their homemade recipe. And I, I, I embraced that, you know, taking a little different take on chowder. And I appreciated that they, uh, you know, spelt it out for me. Yeah, I like so, that intervention. So I knew what I was getting into. Well, there. yeah, you, you would have been shocked. I would have been, been like, oh, what is this? Right. But I, I embraced it and I got some picking a photo of it. And it was an all around nice time. And another thing I can say about the seafood shanty, I was overhearing some folks uh, that they were loving the fried clams. So if you're a fly, fried yeah, clam, there are some aficionados mm, of the I seafood shanty. Love fried clams. And I was impressed yeah. by their prices. It seemed like you could, if you're not a seafood eater, you could get a hamburg or like a sausage or hot dog for under like six bucks, it seemed like. Am I like the only person that likes thick clam chowder? I mean, I uh, know. I would say I, most people like thin. I like it thin. I don't yeah. like that paper mache kind of. No, you know. that's, that's, that's what I like. It sort of goes down. It kind of sticks. Is it mm. going down? Going ah, down? I feel going like you're down. taking some good and you're gilding the lily in sort of a uh, mm. sloppy, clumpy way, and it just doesn't appeal to me. And not like a lot of potatoes. A lot of potatoes sort of takes away from I like a few the, potatoes, the though. I mean, just a few. Not like, not like I gotta say, certain, so, certain so, people smother it. So, you know? people have to try the seafood shanty chowder at 803 Scenic Highway, Route 6 in Borndale, but what about, where does it rank for you there, Mung? I know you've had plenty of chowder in your time. Talk to me about the real chowderness of all this. Is it your favorite now? Um, no, it's not my favorite because it's just a little different than the normal. I, I, I'd go for a traditional chowder. I still think uh, the port side in Hyannis has been my favorite in recent years because they use some smoked bacon, I believe, in it, which is a common ingredient in some chowders. But this one, you can really taste the uh, the smoky bacon flavor, good-sized potatoes. I actually haven't had it since last year, and it's like a medium like not thick, not too thin. So I kind of like a medium. That's the Goldilocks zone of chowder. Mm-hmm. Not too thick, not too thin. Just right. Just the middle ground. I like yeah. it thin, though. I mean, I, when I make it at ground. home, uh, we usually use skim milk. Interesting. Huh. Just like, you know, we got to get that uh, clam liquor, the juice in the clam. That's got to go into it. Hmm. The clam liquor, Greg. That's right there. I got some in my flask right now there, boy. Yeah, I like my, you want some I, of that? I like, my, I like my spoon to stand up on its own. No, no, no. That's wow. a sign of additives and strangeness to me. <laughs> different tastes for different folks. You betcha. Uh, Greg likes it thick. I like it thin. Mung is right in the middle. Mm-hmm. He's like the little belly button of chowder eating. <laughs> isn't that nice? Yeah. Give him a poppin' fresh, Greg. Isn't he cute? <laughs> it's like my TV show from the 90s, Mung in the Middle. Remember with Brian Cranston before Here he got I famous? I am, baby. <laughs> Mung in the Middle. All right. Um, we move on as the show dwindles. The sand goes through the hourglass here on the fun show. Walk of the week time, fellas. I am going to throw out Kent's Point Conservation Area. Kent's Point. Kent's Point. In Orleans. Kent's mm-hmm. Point in Orleans. A very nice place. 27 acres. A 1.5 mile sort of uh, sequence of trails that loop around. And uh, just incredible views of down uh, Little Pleasant Bay. You can see Lonnie's Pond there. You get a real long vista from the end. Very civilized point of land and a good place for kids to get out there and take a flat stroll with good water views. You can also get your shoes wet if you want to. That's Kent, Kent's Point Conservation Area, Frostfish Lane in Orleans. Mung, I think we were out there at one point. I enjoy Kent's Point. Um, and also, correct me if I'm wrong, um, it is, uh, it's dog-friendly there at Kent's Point? That is true. 
true, and uh, as long as people are good about that. Yeah, cleaning up after your dogs, keep them on leash. Keep so you can bring your dog there, and you can bring him on a leash, I'm sure. I don't yes, know. I'm just double-checking here online. I believe you're right. I and believe it looks I like saw it is something dog like friendly, that. Which is good news for dog owners, because essentially, at this time of year, dogs are booted from the beach. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, Pretty much everywhere. So that's, yeah. uh, that's a good most, opportunity most right here. Most beaches, really... I don't think, allow dogs yeah. in the summer. Yeah, yeah um, which is probably, you know... Pretty good rule. We don't want to get into this dog and cat thing, Greg. I know where you stand. Uh, I believe they allow cats on the beaches, though. Do they allow cats on, <laughs> on Can you check that? On a leash. What would a cat do at the beach? I don't know. I, be like, they'd, they'd, be, they'd, be, they'd be digging, trying to, they'd like... They'd be like, this you is know, the best, biggest yeah, bathroom yeah, I've ever had. Yeah. It's like an ultimate kitty litter. That's yeah, what but I doing. Mean, like, there's no squirrels or chipmunks or birds. <laughs> they can. Well, I guess there's seagulls, but the seagulls yeah. might get the cat. So they just do their business constantly. Would they just run away down the beach? Yeah, they do whatever oh, I'd love they want. I don't know. I don't know. They they'd probably go after like uh, sandpipers and stuff, right? Well, I guess they might. Uh, cats yeah. at the beach. We've heard all of it now. Uh, if you're in the mood for a charming little family fun thing, uh, coming up. On June 16th, that is Sunday, it's the annual Strawberry Festival from 2 to 4 p.m. That's at the First Congregational Church, 200 Main Street in Wellfleet. You can sample fresh blueberries, homemade shortcake, and fresh whipped cream. Mm. Live music, face painting, Greg. Hula hooping, Greg. Bubbles. So much fun. Lemonade. And Strawberry Shortcake, Mung. That's the Strawberry Festival, 2 to 4 p.m. Dad's going to love that. I have attended that before. Yeah? It's a charming thing to sit down on a nice, almost summer day hmm. with a good piece of shortcake. I love Strawberry Shortcake. Isn't it oh, great? That is a great thing. Isn't it great with some, mm-hmm. you know, with, with, with a bit of whipped cream on the top? No, you feel like, you know, because often this show delves in things that are not very genteel. Greg is uh, constantly pushing the fart button. And I'm like, Greg, don't do that. Stop we got to get that. Fancier. We got to do things Stop like it. strawberry festivals, two to four in wealth. And oh my gosh, look at the time. We got to get rolling. You've been listening to the Cape Cod Fun Show podcast, our 50th one. Can you believe it? They haven't come and taken us away. I want to thank Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com for all the wonderful music you hear during the show. My name is Eric Williams. Mung, thank you for being here. My pleasure. Greg, thank you for being here. I'm honored. Till next time. Till next week, see ya! Yes, I think we should talk more about strawberry festivals and and things like that uh, that are more sophisticated. Uh, What do you think, Greg? That is so dignified. That is not dignified. Will you stop? Greg, stop that with the gaseous emanations. Doing that. You're bringing down the mood of sophistication. You are destroying the the quality of the show that we've spent. Greg, another part of your anatomy is speaking louder than your mouth. Trying to build up. Greg, stop it. Into something that is classy, and you are destroying it. Where's Eric's pastry? Grief. Eat your pastry. <laughs> Actually, I ate part of it, so you don't have much left. <laughs> <laughs>